but we're driving you're just driving me home and I feel like the whole room the whole vehicle spinning I'm I feel so sick like I I literally cannot find the words to describe the level of sickness I felt in that moment mm. like like as if I had the flu like times 10 and my period and strep throat and all the things that you could imagine it was awful mm. and I'm like I'm crying and begging you to pull over the car and I literally said to you can we please just sleep in the car tonight <laughs> <laughs> just pull over and let me go to sleep let me, just make it stop and there's nothing you could do to make it stop mm. and you were just like babe I'm gonna keep driving like just just lay down just lay down like we're gonna make it we're gonna make it and I'll never forget it took us 20 minutes to get home and it felt like the longest 20 minutes of my sure. life. Yeah. But the whole way you were like, we're going to make it. It's going to be okay. Just breathe. Just breathe. Just breathe. And we had to be in that moment together. Mm -hmm. Like there, it was an awful moment. Like but we kind of chuckle now, but yeah, I think that's, that's the thing that you just said though. I, uh, being in the moment together. Yeah. I think that's, that's another secret key whatever you want to call it yeah it's just being there together you may not know what to do but still choosing to be in that moment with you was at some point all i knew to do yeah i just, I just kept doing that if, yeah. if it was anything it wasn't running away it wasn't leaving yeah. and you know i think that's real man stuff is when it's yeah. saying i'm not going to leave yeah. now maybe you have your space but you you still engage. And well, and it's not just leaving physically, but don't leave emotionally. Sure, yeah. Like, don't shut down. Because, honestly, like, I'm sure we both... I know we both have wanted to shut down. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you forward a few months even from that moment. And, you know, this is this is real shit here, people. We're, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty. Because if you're listening to this, there is something in your life that is barren. And here's the thing. It may not be this, and it may not be these scenarios. But if you can relate to the fact of being desperate, being completely lost in what to do because of the barren places in your life, I guarantee you hang in there with us because we're going to hopefully help you realize you don't have to live broken. Right. And if you're a couple walking through infertility, please hang in there with us. I know you're going to be able to relate. You might laugh. You might cry. You might scream when we tell some of these stories. But hang in there with us because in the vulnerability of us talking right now and even, even what might seem like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're saying that, somebody needs to hear the realness right. of what it, what it is. And... There was a moment in time where you had been gone and I I had good days and bad days. So it was a bad day and I had to stay in bed and I was so weak that I couldn't make it to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I literally was crawling on the floor and I couldn't make it to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I laid there in so much pain and so much shame and so much embarrassment because I knew that you were going to come in mm -hmm. and have to see me like that. And it was going to be one of the most humbling moments of our marriage because you were going to have to help me. Mm -hmm. And I just laid there till you got home and you came in and I was laying there seeing. This and is incredible to me. I knew that I had to keep seeing you till you got there. Because mm -hmm. if I did it, <laughs> I just felt like I was going to die. I mm -hmm. just felt like there was absolutely no hope in that moment. And you came in, you helped me to the bathroom, you helped me get cleaned up, mm -hmm. 
put me back to bed. And you kneeled down and you said, babe, we can beat this. Mm -hmm. And I knew neither one of us believed a freaking word of that at the moment. (laughs) But it's those moments that we have to choose to love each other because it's the ugly things. There's nothing sexy about that at all. There's nothing appealing. There's nothing... um, I could ever make anyone want to go through that. Sure. But you saw me past what might have been unsexy or what might have seemed like the most horrific moment ever in my life. Um, There have been times where, you know, we've had to experience um, cleaning things up a lot of times. And it's not pretty. It's It's not sexy at all. It's not fun. And so I want to kind of navigate for people, like, how do we find love and intimacy when that's the kind of shit you're dealing with? Mm. When that's what you're facing and you're seeing each other, you know, I'm having to see you do something that is not sexy. You're having to experience something with me that's not sexy. Mm -hmm. And my femininity felt like it's just totally gone and there's no... There's nothing that could ever make me appealing to you ever again. Like, that's how it feels. Um, And so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the real moments where we have had to navigate our our intimacy, our sex life. We've had to see each other past um, what might turn us on. Yeah, well, I think a thing that might help some people out there is realizing that for a man... It's not so much that he doesn't find you sexy. He just Mm. doesn't want to cause any more pain. Mm. So at that point, it would be more if you're not getting pursued or you're not Mm. seeing any type of um, emotions or uh, access to like, hey, I want to go in there and we want to have some playtime together. We want to have some sexy time. It's more so not because he doesn't find you attractive or doesn't find you feminine. Mm. Because for a guy, to be honest, all he needs is a two pair of everything (laughs) and he's good to go. So Some boobs. It would be something to where he just wouldn't want to cause pain. And so for me, I know that's me. And I didn't know what to do in that area for the longest time. Because I was like, I don't want to put anything else on, on your shoulders that you're already carrying too much. Yeah. And so I think it took us a little while to figure out how do we navigate around that. And I think that comes back to just having open conversations. Yeah, I would agree. You know, how's your day to day? Yeah. By the way, like it'd be really great if we could experience some type of sexual encounter because for, you know, for a man that draws intimacy. Yeah. And that's what we need. That's it's on the top of our priority list. So maybe you can't do actual intercourse with your partner, but maybe it's. Find something else that's stimulating and sexual for yeah. the other person. And I think it took us a while to be okay with that. You know, yeah, I think you felt guilt over, hey, I can't actually have intercourse. Yeah. I was like, I really don't care at this yeah. point. I'll take anything. <laughs> and I think <laughs> so most <laughs> guys would be the same way. So yeah. in that respect, it was just a conversation, constantly yeah. open about it, constantly being yeah. available to say, can we have a discussion about this? And that didn't always go pretty. We're no, not a it wasn't. TV show. It's yeah. lots of frustration and yelling and getting misread or having false expectations until you work your way through and navigate the conversation in a way where you get to understand how you can do that for the other person in a way that's still showing intimacy and connection. Well, and I think for those who are going through infertility treatment at the moment, like 
it becomes such like this thing, right? It's it's not about actually having intimacy together. It's literally about just making a baby. Yeah. And and that's very real and that's okay. Like that's that's not a bad thing, but I think it's couples navigating the conversation where they don't lose love and intimacy in it. Um because it can feel mechanical. It can feel like a duty or it can also feel like you just said where it's something that you're like putting on the person or mm -hmm. expecting from the person. And I think for me on my side of it, I just felt like such a messed up loser. I felt like the most unlovable in that area um, that a lot of times even when you would approach it, it would not, my response wouldn't actually be about what you were asking for right. or what you needed. It was about how I felt like I've already failed before I even tried to give it. Right. And so, and honestly, it stems back to what God created us to make love for is mm -hmm. for re reproducing. And we, we don't have that in our story. And so it's always tied to failure. Yeah. And like, I think though, if I can interject, yeah. I think probably when I look at that, it may have taken me a while, but the original purpose of sex between two people was for them to have that connection. Because it was. You're right. Adam, before he was alone, was lonely. Yeah. And so he looked at all these animals God brought by and God was like, nope, nope. And he already knew that. Yeah. But then he pulls this rib out of him, makes this helpmate. And yeah. now it's about this intimacy that he can have truly yeah. with someone else that he can't have with God yeah. in, in, in that physical sense like yeah. that. So That's good. I, that is the original purpose. Is, and then yeah. then he says, you know, be fruitful and multiply. And multiply yeah. But I, I think sometimes if we're not careful, we can get stuck in the trap of be fruitful and multiply. Yeah only applies only. to yeah. you having your That's own good. physical children yeah because there's so many people out there that are changing the world That's right. by adopting or starting programs yes. or you know even just making sure who they are is being um, delivered down to the next generation yeah you know part of my story has always been helping youth yeah. or college age people and yeah. and I'm constantly on the lookout for how can I yeah give a fatherly influence to this person yeah that I already know in their story they didn't have that yeah. even today I got a chance to do that and yeah. That to me has spread the opportunity for me to be able to be fruitful and multiply yeah. in a different way. Yeah, I think that's so good because here's the thing is our intimacy and in every couple is different. And I feel like every couple has to find their groove in that because if it is only about being fruitful and multiplying and having having babies, um, then it becomes stale and it's not actually it's it's fulfilled purpose. And that is for us to be connected body, soul, and spirit, right? And we become one in that. And there's something so deep and special that happens that gets removed when we make it about how I feel because of my physical issues or when we make it about just trying to gain something that we don't have. Mm -hmm. When really we actually have something at hand right. and that is our connection yeah. and intimacy. It's very good. And it's the very thing that tries to get stripped away. And so... I want to lead that into, and we could honestly like do a whole nother podcast about that topic. Um, but I hope that what you've taken from that piece of it is that communication is so key and being open to trying and doing things that you're both comfortable with, um, embracing each other in the way that you can in that season, in that time, in that moment of what, what your journey is. And so um, don't allow yourselves to lock down emotionally and don't allow yourselves to lock down with physical intimacy either. Absolutely. And I just give one caveat in that and that's because of our Christian faith and yeah. and what we believe. I would say don't invite another person in on that journey. Yeah, that's I don't good. think a a person coming into your relationship, yeah. you know, and there's all kinds of belief systems out there 
is going to help that. I yeah. think it really is a tie between you two people yeah. to figure out how can you work together yeah. to work this uh, this thing that's happening in your life, this occurrence. I don't want to call yeah. it a problem yeah. or an issue because I know that's what we all see it as, but I, I think it really is uh, a way for us to develop our intimacy even further. Yeah, yeah. I so, think that's so good because the whole thing is it can be the greatest divide it can be the thing that breaks you and mm-hmm. separates you, or it can it can be a way in which you choose to navigate as each individual couple to stand firm, to to find each other in new ways, and leading that back to legacy, which is really what you were just talking about, is finding ways to build legacy, no matter how long it takes you to have your natural children. It it may be adoption. It may be serving at the local shelter. It may be serving at the after school program or the Girl Scouts. You know, I mean, I think about how we brought that in earlier. Like I was already doing that before we were even married. Like right. we're sewing into people's lives and shaping our legacy mm-hmm. is not just about who shares our last name. Yep, or your blood. Or my blood, yeah. and we've really come to realize that, and that's come from the people in our lives reminding us that we are first of all we have become a mom and dad Mm -hmm. and you know kaya praise was not our only miscarriage Mm -hmm. and we have had to learn how to celebrate each other as mom and dad Mm -hmm. both in those things but also in the people in our life and so i want to kind of touch on a little bit the ways that we have found to build legacy and to develop the mother and father heart that's within us so Mm -hmm. um I want to talk about Sabrina and Mackenzie because Dina, oh, yeah. um, Dina comes on. She's one of um, our guests, and we talk about how they invited us into their family to help be a voice in their girls' lives. Which is really cool, by the way. It was so cool. I mean, for those uh, who may be listening, that you know, you know, someone that has this as a part of their story. It's a really neat thing to say, we'd like you to come be a part of our lives and our family in this way, to be a voice, you know, that where we know our kids may not always bring us everything, but you can be a trusted uh, advocate with us, with us to help, you know, grow those values and influences and and all those heart kind of things and life things that, you know, just you don't get to have physically in your life right now right oh, this thing that was really cool it was so cool we went out to dinner and yeah. they asked us and we share that a little bit um in dina's podcast so you guys will have to listen to that one but what was so cool is those girls just stole our hearts oh, and yeah. you know they're at a phase in life where they, where they may not need our voice as much as they did in that time but what's so beautiful is they know they can come at any point absolutely and the the things that those young women are doing are incredible like they're some of the most amazing young women that yeah. we know and then i think about courtney and rachel mm-hmm. and our friends leo and natalie like uh, love the sabo family they're incredible and they let us come into their girls' lives and just hang out with them and speak life to them and speak to their future and speak to their dreams. And we got to be a part of both of their weddings and and now they both have kids and now they're helping me with a podcast. Yeah. Like, um, It's just so beautiful to watch and see the people that we've gotten to invest our lives in and, and just share our experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to hear a little bit from you. Like, what has What has been the biggest thing that in realizing our legacy might look different and how you um, invest in other people's lives. What's the number one thing that you look for and what's the number one thing that it's done in your heart? Oh, those are big questions. I know. Great questions. Thanks. So the number one thing I look for 
And the number one thing it said in my heart, right? Yep. Hmm. I think the number one thing that I look for, and again, this goes back to my faith, I'm every day asking God, give me the opportunity to make an impact on someone's life today. Yeah. Give me a chance to help someone be encouraged. And so I'll give you a story uh, that happened, and I didn't even know this until the end of my work day today. <laughs> I had put out kind of a, a praise, if you will, or a kudos, and I still don't understand where that word came from. All I knew it was is that like a a weight loss bar when yeah. I was a kid, right? Kudos or something? <laughs> Kudos bar. Anyway, I, I remember putting out You're into this us, babe. Slack channel, which is now keeping me back into the cool place because <laughs> I know what Slack is, and my job, and I just set out into the, the company-wide communication piece. I just said, hey, this thing that this person's doing or this whole team, I, I've noticed it really has started to make a difference in our customer's life. Mm. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much for everyone who's involved mm. in taking the time to do that because I felt like I wanted to make sure I encouraged them. Yeah. And that's not just an encouragement piece. I really feel like that's a fatherly type piece yeah. because people need that. They want yeah. that. Well, I just flippantly sent that off, not thinking much about it. Well, right before the end of my workday, I get a response from one of the people that's in charge of that mm. whole department in our in our company. Wow. And he says, hey, I just wanted you to know I really needed that today. Mm. I didn't even know if he was going to ever see it. Yeah. He said, I really needed that. I needed to be encouraged. Wow. And that really made an impact on my life today. Wow. Thank you because I, I was just struggling and yeah. I needed to hear that. And, and that's me saying that's what I look for during the yeah. day is how can I add value to someone's life, whether it yeah. be a man or a woman or a kid or yeah. an elderly person. Yeah. Is there a way that I can take and say, as long as I'm on this earth, yeah. I'm going to try to uh, assimilate the values that I've learned from the scriptures, what I've felt I've heard from the Holy Spirit in my heart and give that to someone else. Yeah. And do I get it right That's all good. the time? No, absolutely not. But I, I would say... Don't let him fool you. He's so good at when it. I, when I at least step out there and try to bring light into the world and bring love and to bring yeah. encouragement and to bring what I think all goes back to God and, and to the sacrifice he made with his son, it really impacts people. Yeah. And so I would say that's what I look for. Yeah. As far as what has it done in my heart, I think was your second question. Mm -hmm. It's made me feel better when I have the moments where I, I think, well, I failed. You know, I didn't have my own kids. Mm -hmm. I don't have my, my kids running around that, that I have had that aren't with us here on earth. Yeah. Uh, it's made my heart feel like when it's, sad or depressed or, or going through those moments yeah. where I don't know again why this is happening to me. Yeah. I feel like as long as I'm doing the first part, mm. God brings that back to my attention. He shows that. But there's also moments where I think in being open to do that, God has given me what I think are small pictures of even like Kai in heaven. Mm. I've told you before, yeah. there's moments where I'll be in worship, just worshiping away and not even thinking about it. And I believe God gives me a picture of my dad and, and my daughter in heaven. He's yeah. there. Yeah. And, and I don't know what to do with that. I'm yeah. just like, okay, I don't, I don't know yeah. if that's me having just some great feeling or yeah. if that's God really saying, I only know one day when yeah. I get to heaven. Yeah. Uh, and, and God says, hey, by the way, here you go. Yeah. But I think that's what it's done in my heart is to continue to know that I can be an impact on the world and I can leave a legacy. Yeah. And in and, and different ways than maybe I ever thought I could before. Yeah. And so it's forced me uh, to look at every day in a way of how am I going to leave a legacy yeah. of the people around me. Yeah. It, it forces you to ask different questions, right? Yeah. And I think I would echo actually all of that. I think 
um, for me, it has caused me to be more aware Hmm. of what other people need, um, to see things that I might not have seen otherwise, to see, um, to, to be honest, to see the mom who needs to hear they're a good mom. Yeah. And, and just so you know, I sound like I'm crying. Jason has gotten tears multiple times. Yeah, it needs but to be on record. See him. It needs to be on record. So that way. But there's... I get the weird voice. His voice doesn't change. Yeah. But man, you should. I'm just. I'm super proud the tears have come. Um, but when you have to face asking different questions of how is my life going to be shaped? Mm-hmm. How am I going to leave legacy? Who am I going to be known for, right? Because it's not going to be my children. Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, right now at this time in life, mm-hmm. it, it does not a- appear mm-hmm. that it is going to be, you know, our children mm-hmm. representing who we are and what we've sown into their life. Mm-hmm. But when I see another mom, I can choose to be broken in my barrenness or I can walk up to that mom and I can say, you are such a good mom. That's right. Or walk up to that dad and say, you are such a good dad. Or walk up to some young woman and say, you know what? You are so beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't see those things if I'm left to myself to Mm -hmm. be broken in my barrenness. So it's forced us to ask different questions. It's forced us to see things. And it's forced us to step up, to be honest, and have to be brave in times where, I'll be honest, I don't want to be brave. Mm -hmm. You know, um, in some of the episodes you'll hear me talking with some of my friends about, you know, we have to go to the kids' birthday parties or we help plan the baby showers or you and I are, you know, Jason's carrying boxes into the baby shower and I'm decorating for the baby showers Mm -hmm. and we know that we're not actually going to ever have a baby shower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's a hard freaking moment you know it's hard to be um the only ones in our family without kids Mm -hmm. you know you show up and to be honest like sometimes it's kind of like you feel like you're getting gypped because they get to choose what we do but we don't have kids so we we don't get to choose what we do but it's like you're there's a constant reminder of what you don't have Mm -hmm. but i i'm so grateful that like we have not allowed ourselves to stay in that place. We jump in with our family. We yeah. have fun no matter what we're doing. We love our niece and our nephews. Mm-hmm. We have the opportunity to be family with so many people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the coolest part about it is family looks different to us. So when you're in our world, you're like family. We mm-hmm. love you like family. Mm-hmm. We're going to be there no matter what. And right. I hope that that couples and families listening will find ways to know family until you have your own family. And, and here's the thing that I'll always say, and you guys will hear me repeat this a ton of times. This is our story. Mm-hmm. So I don't want our story to cause hopelessness in someone else. Right. It's just our story. Yeah. But I hope that the differences in our stories is that you'll find things and ways to, to find little nuggets to stay in hope. Because yeah. here's the deal. We're almost 19 years in. We do not have our kids, but guess what? We are not hopeless. No. And can I say something real quick? Yeah, I think please. you made me think of this, which was cool. That a family starts with two. Yeah. And then you get to decide how many people yeah. come into that family. Yeah, that's right. And I think a lot of times we get so focused on what we don't have that we yeah. don't look at, wait a minute. Yeah. We've come together. We are a family. Yeah, we get me. to decide who yeah. we bring into that family. That's good. And so there's so many people out there. And I can't even tell you how many times that I've, I've witnessed this of just bringing them into our atmosphere yeah. made them feel like they had a family yeah. because they never had that. Because yeah. a lot of people, 
had kids, but yeah. you know, never felt like they ever connected they, yeah, or that's exactly the kids right. didn't grow up to be their legacy. The kids yeah. grown up to be their own people, which they yeah. should be. Yeah. But people need family. And so right. I'd say with whoever's out there as the couple together, realize it takes two to make a family, yeah. then three, then four, yeah. whatever, whatever you decide to do yeah. and, and whatever yeah. your story becomes. Yeah. And that's the thing is you get to choose what family looks like for you and and I love that you just said that because here's the deal, babe. We're family. Mm-hmm. Like we are family. And if you've heard little pitter patter on the floor in this podcast, it's our dog Zoe. She's our family. Um, but we're family. And I love that we get to navigate all of life together in that way. And, you know, as we kind of wrap up, I just, I'm so thankful that we have chosen to not live broken. Right. But I'll be honest, we could not have done that as individuals mm-hmm. we it it took both of us right. and i hope that every couple will fight and and maneuver and figure out a way to not live broken and it's going to take both of you Absolutely. if you're a married couple and your marriage is barren if you're a single person and your heart's barren and you're not connected to the lord or you're not connected to community like you better fight you better find a way you better do whatever it takes to not live broken in your barren places if mm-hmm. it's your finances that are barren get with someone who knows finances get with someone who can right. you can lean into and you can fight with and you can stand with and you can figure it out with that's right if you're depressed and have anxiety and there's barren places in your mental health like get with someone that can help you navigate your mental health because it's important and we all have these places in our lives and if you've listened to one podcast or 10 you're going to hear me say that a million times every single one of us has barren places in our lives but we do not have to live broken and so today i would love as we kind of wrap up babe i want you to tell us um whatever you would want to tell us of how you've chosen not to live broken in our barrenness yeah well i think the best thing i could do today would just be maybe speak to the guys out there yeah and and the ladies a little bit but to the guys i would say definitely get some help processing your emotions yeah you know, find someone that you feel comfortable talking to that can help you take the journey of figuring out what you do feel yeah uh, you're gonna have anger but that anger can't encompass your whole world yeah and you can't shove it down like it's not there you're gonna have confusion but that confusion can't overtake everything because then it'll just bleed into everything you do in life yeah. your job your friendships your yeah. your hangout time with yeah. whatever you do on the side uh, I'd say as a guy you know be comforting and be understanding I mean I really appreciate that my wife over here is saying we and a lot of these things but to be honest with you a lot of those things are individual yeah. you know the physical the the extreme emotions, the ups and downs, the yeah. pills, the all the other medications, the Lupron. Yeah. That's a lot that, that your spouse is having to take on. Yeah. So be mindful of that and be respectful of that and, and don't put a lot of pressure if you're the type of man that wants his spouse to have a lot of children. Mm, you know, be be understanding. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure to put on someone that already feels like they can't produce. Yeah. But they can't really do good. that. What if your boss came to you today and said, I need you to quadruple your performance level right now you'd feel overwhelmed immediately and if you said that every single day or felt that impression you'd feel like i'm never going to make it and you would start to have thoughts about who you are and what you can do yeah and i think for the ladies i would say you're doing so great just Mm -hmm. making it through this yeah know that it takes a warrior to even take this path yeah and so if you're feeling like you don't have anybody supporting you maybe you don't have a significant other out there maybe they've left the picture 
Maybe you've been doing this alone. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you that the only way that I would say you can make it through this is to lean into God. Yeah. Go to Him and I promise you that He will begin speaking to you. He is faithful to speak to His children. So I found this exercise from my great counselor friend that told me to do this. And it's really, go grab a notebook. Everybody can find one of those. Grab a pencil. Mm. And a lot of times we do self-talk to ourselves about how bad we are and we're never going to make it and we're not the right person and we're not the right fit and we did something wrong. And what my counselor told me is take this notepad and this pencil and just ask God what he thinks about you mm. and what he thinks about what you're going through right now and That's what good. he would say in this moment. And I yeah. guarantee you, you'll hear some things yeah. that are about how God loves you and he's yeah. proud of you and he's uh, in love with you and yeah. he wants to see great things for your life and he's so sorry that this is happening yeah um, and and maybe that'll bring some comfort so yeah. I, think. I think that's so good babe because you know I can't tell you how many times um, you know you've told me that same advice which caveat here like counseling is the best thing that we've Absolutely. ever done in our life um, totally pro counseling and couldn't have survived this without it um, but to do practical things that sometimes are the hardest things we could do, pulling out a notepad and a pencil as a man or a woman sure. is so hard. And to write down positive things when you literally feel like scum, you, f- you feel like you're sitting in a pile of shit and you have no idea what to do. You can't get mm-hmm. it off you. It's surrounding you. It smells. It's, yep. it's awful, right? Um, but it's such a powerful like tool and practice. Mm-hmm. And I think something that we'll also share down the road is how we've learned emotional IQ work mm-hmm. and how we've learned to not just get let anger be the only thing that um, comes to the forefront of what we're feeling, but to describe why anger is there and to use feeling words that help us to communicate to each other. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's going to be a whole nother episode, but today and just hearing what you just said like first of all you know thank you for honoring what I've been through because it's not easy you Mm -hmm. know and and there's a weight to it and there's there's a heaviness to it that you can't quite describe and we had a we had a photographer come in and shoot um do a shoot with us and it was really to tell our story through photography and there's one of the pictures where we're sitting in the bathroom because let's just be honest we all know that so much of this goes down in the bathroom Mm -hmm. and it's it can be such a sacred and yet such a uh, a scary dark place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll I'll see that picture and it brings me to tears every time because she caught the pain in my face. Yeah, she caught the pain of eighteen years of this, and it's not an easy thing. And I'm so grateful that you would honor that. Um, so I'm gonna do the same of having to see someone that you care about go through those things Mm. it's not an easy thing Mm -hmm. so for the men out there i would say it's okay that it's not hard it's okay if you have to look away it's okay Mm. if you have to step in the other room it's okay if you don't know what to say it's okay if you don't even know what you feel but just be there yeah just keep your heart engaged just show up just show up say the things that you don't even believe but you know are true And so I'm just encouraging every man out there, regardless of what the situation is, but primarily if it's, if you're walking through infertility to just show up and engage your heart. And I would also say, just honor the hard things like say, this is so hard and I'm so sorry. That's literally the only word you can get out of your mouth. Just say that. Yeah. 
or even just saying, I don't know what to say, right? Yeah. Like just be real with each other. Mm-hmm. And for women, I would say breathe and give yourself a break. But also I would say, don't blame. Don't blame yourself. Don't blame your husband. Don't blame that he was five minutes late from the time that you needed to have sex so you could potentially you know, have a baby. Don't blame him for not understanding. Um, because the reality is like, Jason, you can never understand what Absolutely. I've been through. Yeah. You can never understand the physical pain. You can never understand the emotional pain. And you can never understand what it means for me as Bonnie Ruth, not just as a woman, but as Bonnie Ruth to walk it through and Absolutely. vice versa. And so we have to not compare ourselves with our spouse. Absolutely. We cannot judge. We cannot assume that we know what they're thinking. Because here's the thing. I've learned I never actually know what you're thinking. And 90% of the time, I am completely wrong with my assumptions of what you're thinking. Well, I think we're honest. We're both that way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and not just in this topic, but all of them. But primarily in this topic. Because it encompasses every part of who we are. Physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, relationally. It's all the things. And so we cannot assume upon each other. Um, we cannot take on each other's pain. And I would say for the ladies, like just be willing to sit in it not being okay. Mm-hmm. Like don't try to make it okay. Don't try to um, do it all perfect because that's impossible. And you can't expect your spouse to do it perfect either. Yeah. Um, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be messy. But it can be hopeful. Like, like a, I would say to the ladies, like, don't be afraid to let hope come in. Don't be afraid to let your spouse talk positive. Don't be afraid to interact with each other in a way that's both positive and negative. It both has to show up for yeah. you guys to be healthy. Um, yeah, so I just, I would say um, no assumptions is the biggest thing, honestly, I, I would throw out there because I think a lot of times we are assuming what, what the other person's thinking or feeling Um, And that just sends us down a spiral of insecurity and fear. And honestly, it isolates us from each other. And the worst thing that we could do is be isolated from our spouse in walking this out. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I'm so glad that you came on. And I know we're going to have more times together in the future. Um, But as we're wrapping up, I think if Jason and I could say anything today, it would be walk it together. Yeah. And be unified in your, even in your barrenness. Yeah. And allow it to bring life, even when it seems like it's just completely lifeless. And so today, we just want to encourage you, you do not have to be broken in your barrenness. That's right. And that's what this is all about. That's why we're doing this, right? That's right. Is we want people to know that they can live in the thing that's so painful and it not break them. They can rise above it. They can live life to the fullest. They can live in love. They can live in joy. And they can still have good things. That's right. So today, as we wrap up Barren Not Broken, I just want to say thank you to my hubby for being so hot and sexy, for showing up, sharing the truth, for loving me and supporting me. And to be honest, babe, there's not anyone else I would rather walk this with. That's right. Well, virtual kiss from here. And Team Rawl. thank you so much for letting me be on yeah. this podcast with you. All right. Thank you guys for listening. I'm so honored that you would take time to hear our story. And I hope it's a good